This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Bez? What do you love? Well, John, it's a new sponsor and I'm loving it. For me, double quarter pound a meal. What are you having? Oh, it's got, got to be the chicken nugget share box. To myself, there's no sharing, but well, to myself. That goes without saying. But what yeah. dip? Oh, barbecue. It's a barbecue dip. Yeah. But where can people get it? So, yeah, where can you get it? You can order via the McDonald's app. Um, it's via participating restaurants only, 18 plus, rewards, registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. So see mcdonalds.com for full details. Yeah. Welcome to the Ailen Vale podcast. It is Friday the 23rd of June. We're getting ready for the players' comeback for pre-season. But before they do, we've got a special and we're joined by a special man. It's Tom Amos. How's the carpets going on, Tom? (laughs) Very well, mate. Very well, thank you. Busy, busy. So I'm enjoying myself a wine. Yeah, busy uh, day. Have you had to do a bit today? You didn't finish at 11 o'clock? No, no, it was was, uh, 4 o'clock. I've had to do... I've had to do do gym matting today for the first time in 15 years of carpet fitting. I haven't got a clue what that is. No, not like rubber flooring in the gym. Oh, gym And neither did I until I turned turned up today and watched the YouTube video (laughs) on how it's done and then... uh, yeah, I, th- I thought you meant you made a map for a customer. I was going to say they won't get that for six months, will they? Cheeky bastard. No. <laughs> <laughs> but apart from that, we are joined by a special guest. We're joined by the goal-scoring machine while he was at Vale. Leon Constantine, how's it going, Leon? All good, all good. Even better to be talking to you guys. So, yeah, pleasure. We'll pay, we'll pay you later for that. <laughs> so... <laughs> We've got you for about an hour, so Johnny can't be with us. So thanks for Johnny that's prepared the questions. He is on holiday. So have a good holiday, Johnny. I'm sure he'll be listening. Yeah, oh, so if, there's any, if there's any, if there's any questions, money. Leon, if there's any questions, Leon, that you think are horrendous, it's not yeah. on me and Baz, it's on Johnny. Yeah, it's on Johnny. <laughs> oh, let's see. You throw him under yeah. a bus. Exactly. Oh, I'm going to throw him straight away, straight from the bus. <laughs> yeah. do the same to us. So let's kick in. We've got them all down here. So first one, and we have the same three questions for every guest to start with. Growing up, Leon, obviously you were a Cockney, I believe, down London way. What team did you yeah. support growing up? Arsenal. The Gunners. The oh, Gunners, so you, mate. You kind of got, got the good bit of Arsenal then. Ah, oh, mate. Best days ever. But then there's obviously been some horrendous times, you know what I mean? But you stick, you stick through it. You know, as your team. Um, 
I don't lose much sleep over it. End of the day, they're all on 150 grand a week. So <laughs> what, 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 what am I getting upset about when they don't perform or do things? So, you know, it is what it is. I'd always support them. Um, we had a great season last, last, well, last season. Um, just didn't quite have the depth in squad to, to get it over the line. And, um, yeah, and I, felt, I kind of felt for them towards the end because it did become a bit of a, a thing of the powerhouses then, didn't it? It becomes City could change 11 players and still have a world-class side. Well, this is... Arsenal, I mean, Arsenal just couldn't quite... Yeah, I said it from the beginning, though. If we keep our first 11 fit, which we did up until, you know, the business end kind of thing, then we'll, we'll, we, I think we could have won it. But, you know... <sighs> Losing Saliba, you saw how many goals we conceded without him in the team, you know, and and um, who else did we lose? Lo- obviously lost Sinchenko as well. And... Neil Smith-Rowe was out for a while as well, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah but I mean, he was out Smith. from the beginning, weren't he? he weren't was, really... he? was he? I thought Yeah, he was out from the beginning. So, you know, um, we weathered the storm when Jesus was out. So, you know, that, that yeah. was OK. But, um, and I think Saka, you know... He, he, he'd run his, his his socks off for us, and um, I think he needed a little bit of help because every game is two or three people he's got to get past. Yeah, you know, doubling, he, up, doubling up, traveling up on him, weren't they? And just... Yeah, it was just I don't think he was getting. You know, I don't think Ben White was overlapping as much as he was doing because I think he was even fatigued. I think the guys pushed themselves to the limit, and at the end of the day, you know, we were aiming for top four. We ended up being in the title race that no one actually thought we was ever going to be a part of for the next God knows how many years. So, like, the boy's done well. Mm. No, I, 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 it's a pretty fair assessment as well, because I hate when you come across something like that and everyone just goes, yeah, we should have won it. Or, yeah, we're going to win oh, it next. People saying it's that we be. bottled it. Like, I mean, bottled what? Like, You can't you can't bottle it, something that you were any, never supposed to be involved exactly. in. Exactly. Did anyone think we was going to seriously, like... Be win the league ten points or eight points clear of Man City. Like, I mean, what sums up City is you've got Foden sitting on a bench. You can we will walk into any of the top six teams. Yeah, yeah. You've got Man City starting a Champions League final with Carl Walker on the bench. Again, starts cool. in any of the top six. Yeah, lose the De, De Bruyne. 15 whatever minutes <laughs> and just bring like do you know what I mean so like you know you look on the flip side if Arsenal lost Odegaard it'd be a problem you know we saw last season when we lost party it was a problem so you know end of the day we're building now we're in the Champions League you know we might be able to attract you know more players have a have a bigger squad and 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 you know more competition for people people are gonna have to you know they're going to have to fight for their position. Yeah, if yeah, you can get no. Declan Rice, he'd be a massive signing. Wherever he goes, yeah, of course. he's a massive yeah. signing. 100%. Um, right, just on, to, I assume this one's kind of going to go hand in hand with that one because I assume it's probably going to be an Arsenal player. I've just texted Bez who I think this is going to be. So who was your favourite player growing up? I don't think it's him. Do you know what? <laughs> to be honest with you, now you've said that. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> it's not. Obviously, if you're talking like Arsenal is going to be, you know, the Ian Wrights and and and, yes. and Thierry Henry and things like that. But 
my player growing up as a kid was R9. Oh, oh, oh yes. okay. So you, you know, you've kind of you've kind of gone Phenomenal. for the and gone for the for the for one of the but best. I, I spent I spent a lot of time as a youngster watching um, Italian football and foreign football. So yeah. I knew about all. I, I remember. When was the Ita- Italia 90? Italia 90, yeah. Right, so I told everyone about Roberto Baggio and no one knew about him until when he came on sub and scored that goal against Czechoslovakia. And then after that, my phone was ringing. My house phone, oh, is that the player? That's the player you were talking... I've been watching Roberto Baggio three seasons before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, my you know early I mean? memories of Baggio was 94 in America and the penalty. Cause ah, I'd see, only that's what I'm what, saying. That was like four years after. Yeah, because I'd only been, what, seven? America 94? Oh, you're giving away your age there. He's like, <laughs> lying bastard as well. No, I'm not. Yeah, I, thought, <laughs> I, thought, I thought that, to be fair. Yeah, he's 42, hasn't he? I'd have been eight in 94, but not till December, so I'd have been seven when the World Cup was on. That, that's my first memory, the penalty, skying the penalty in the final. For Bad yeah. Year. Yeah. I'm saying nothing because was three, so. There's some strikers around then, though, won't they? Roberto Baggio, Ronaldo, Fat Ronaldo for Brazil. Oh, oh no. They've got the, the, the yeah. greatest. The greatest. Yeah. Gabriel Batistucci. Oh, what a player he was. Loved Batistucci. I saw him play live, actually. I went Wembley in 98. England played Argentina in a friendly at Wembley. And he finished nil-nil. But Batistucci played. And Emil Esky made his England debut and was phenomenal that night. Absolutely yeah. battered Argentina. But it's suited me. Murdered Arsenal one time um, yeah, at Wembley when we when we were having the stadium built and we were playing our games at Wembley. He murdered us. He murdered Man United as well, didn't he? One, yeah, one, one, so. one season. But he was he was deadly, mate. The other one I forgot from that time, and I had him on the back of my Barcelona shirt, but then Patrick Clivert. I used to love Patrick Clivert. Oh, I hit him. I grew up watching like Romario. Um, yeah. I could tell you nearly every player. I remember um, Giovanni Lentini. Anything to do with Italian football. Because I was watching, like, when I was playing for Watford as a kid, um, the guy, the scout that scouted us, um, and we're still friends with him to this day, and he used to tell us, look, go to um, Carnaby Street, up the West End, and you need to go and buy these videos called uh, 110 Goals in the Italian Star. And I remember they were seasons 88, 88, 89, and no, it would have been before that. 87, 88, 88, 89. So I was seeing Roberto Baggio when he was playing for Fiorentina. Yeah. Him, Renato, Busso, all of those kind of like you know the the, the team like and it, Italian league was like the strongest league in the world at that time. Like yeah. you know, every every team could hurt you. You know, was there, always, uh, was there always a focus on like attacking players for you? Yeah, I just or was it. Or was it, no, was it a just, bit of a bit of an all over? It was an all over thing because obviously you know people say, "Oh, Maradona." Won the league for 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 Napoli. Yeah, no, he was the icing on the cake. But people forget they had they had Alamal, the Brazilian legend. They had um, 
De Napoli, Giovanni, they had um, Careca, one of the best strikers to come out of Brazil. Um, who else did they have? Zola was was banging on the door there. Like pe- pe- people, people forget. Like, and then obviously add Maradona on top of all of that. Well, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. AC Milan, you should like you know, I was watching like Maldini, Berezi, Tassotti, like all of those guys. There's a guy called Donadoni, a very underrated player, he's one of the best wingers to ever play in Italy. Um, yeah, Savicevic, who played for was it to I can't remember, he played for Milan in the end after, but. Seriously, I used to know all the players in that in that league. Yeah, and we're still on the getting to know you question. So, last one, and this is one of the favourites: a player that you just had an irrational dislike to. So, for instance, some Vale fans would go Luke Rogers because we've had that that he was always offside, and although he was a good player, for some reason they just never took to him. Is there a player that you think everyone rated and you just never took to? Not so much who you played with, just worldwide. No, just, yeah, not who you played with. Like mine's anyone. killing Mbappe. Oh, God, that's a... Yeah, we ask everyone this, and it's always a good one. Like Johnny, who normally comes on, it was Adam Yates, because Johnny tried to play right. I'll tell you one who I didn't really rate, and he, 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 he refused to get really good... Um, I th- I'd say maybe Tony Dinning. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I can see yeah. that because we're totally different. You know, do you know, do you know, do you know, do you know why I say that as well? Because he did me dirty on 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 a situation because I just come to Vell, obviously scored the winner in the cup somewhere along the line. It must have been early days because I we went to Huddersfield and I hit two Huddersfield away. And then, 3-0 over Christmas when it was about minus six. They were near the top of the league. We were near the bottom. Yeah, right. I so it. I scored two and then we got a penalty. Oh, yeah. has he not given you the right. pen? And no, he told me he was the penalty taker. Right, And this is why me and Lee Matthews are were good friends and we became good friends because... After the game, and bear in mind, I'm the striker, and he's a striker, and he obviously had a lot of injury problems and whatnot. So I think he was on the bench that game. And after the game, he grabbed me and said to me, big man, you ever give that ball up again when you're on your hat-trick? Right? And he proper, proper, like, laid into me. Do you know what I mean? And I was like, like, that's not normal for another striker to want another striker to score a hat-trick, knowing that that might keep them... Keep them out of the team. Out of yeah. the team. And from then, we were inseparable. Do you know what I mean? What was the yeah. what was the age difference at the time? Well, Lee, Lee's, Lee's similar. I'm 45. Lee's just turned 40. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah think so it's not, like, it's not like it's not like an older head putting an arm around you or anything like that. It's no, a, no, no. It's bloke who Lee, wants Lee, you to do Lee, better. Lee, Lee's just one of those guys, like you know, like he he he'll help he'll help a, a you know a stranger on the street. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, He's yeah, one yeah. of them people, um, and that's what he done with all of us with the agency. Kind of like you know reached out and you know he's got all of us and all of us that played together. We all work together now, so oh, that's good. 
Yeah. I know mean? you look at the agency, there's quite a few ex Vale, haven't you? Clayton Fortune was he in the agency? Yeah, Clayton's is there. Luke Luke is absolutely flying. Um, oh, Roger, yeah, because Luke's there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Luke is absolutely flying. Um, he's got does, that does he ever get Does he get caught offside when he's making contact? <laughs> no, nah, mate. We call we call him we call him Luke Mendes. We call him Mendes, mate. He's 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 he's, he's killing it, man. Nah, I it? wouldn't like say that to his face, by the way. <laughs> nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can, he can handle himself, Luke. I was going to say he's like a shit out door, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so yeah, Tony Dillon told me he was a penalty taker, which he wasn't. He was a captain, but he told me he was. A, and what it was, I'd had a situation when I first went on loan, so I was a bit wet behind the ears. And we had a, got a penalty when I was on loan at Leighton Orient, and me and this kid was arguing. Jeff Minton, I think he had oh, a yeah, he played it, played yeah. our place, yeah. And we were arguing, what a player. One of, one of the best players I played with, to be fair, that kid there. Unbelievable. But um, he, we and him so were arguing way. over who's going to take the penalty. And obviously I took it. Where we'd you know, not focus. I missed the penalty. Then it got, re, it got re-spotted for encroachment. So he took it and then he missed. And then when we come in at, at full time, the manager ripped us. I was going to say so I always said I learned from then I said I would never do that again so when even though I wanted to take the penalty when he said he was the penalty taker I just said cool do you know what I mean I've got my two yeah. goals I'm not that egotistical that I you know had to get the hat trick even though I wanted to but yeah but then when I found that he wasn't the penalty taker and that I could have took it I was like, I, my, I marked my card with him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah, that press. I, I think that probably yeah. pissed most footballers off, regardless of whether you're strikers or any anyone on the hat trick. Oh, yeah, hundred no percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What what Bale fans tended to find with Tony didn't is when he was on loan or coming to the end of his contract, he played well for five or six games. As soon as he got a new contract, he was shite again. Yeah, yeah injured as well all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds uh, right. I mean, you've just thrown one hat in the one name in the ring with this one. Uh, who's the best player you've ever played with? Again, like Jeff doesn't have be to be a player; there. it can be wherever. Jeff Jeff Minton would be up there um, because I've never seen someone that could take a corner on the left side, an in swinger, so using his right foot, and then take Good a corner on the other side. In swinger with his left foot, like I, I, it just used to just drive me. I was like, <laughs> and they, they were both equally as good as well. I just equally think with him, whipped. if he if he had someone that put their arm around him and showed him and made him feel like the special talent he was, there's no ceiling of where that guy could have gone to. Because he was at, he was at City, wasn't he? I think before he came to us, I think when City were. Uh... I know he was at Spurs. Um, I'm sure, he had a spell at City. Um, before, literally before he signed for us. I tend to think yeah. he was coming towards the end of creators, but maybe that's just because he was bold. I don't know. Uh, yeah, he always had that bold. I think he always he, had, he was bold. <laughs> oh no, Orient. Brighton, Brighton. He came to us from Brighton. Oh, from Brighton, yeah. Spurs, Brighton, Rotherham, Leighton Orient, and that's probably well, probably go with that to the end of his professional career then it went to non yeah then. very very good player um who else who else 
So he'd have been, he'd have been at Brighton the same time as Bobby Zamora and people like that then. So many good players. Um, obviously, you had a young Fabian Delph at Leeds. No, you could just see this kid was going to go where he was going to go to. Um, he almost strikes me as like, apart from the obvious, like your, your Phil Foden's, your massive elites, he almost strikes me as like the last of the smaller players who get away with coming through kind of thing. You don't tend to see players who are five, five, seven, five, eight coming through as much now into the Premier League, do you? They're all Yeah, yeah, they are quite big, aren't they're they? All, now? They're all five, ten minimum. He's a fiery one, man. He can handle himself, you know. Um yeah. I think you saw that with Harry Kane when he when he when he put a boot into him and do you know what I mean was was, was yeah. you know he was he was up for it, you know what I mean? So very good player good professional and good guy, do you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, who else? Obviously, I played with Tim Cahill. Um, oh, yeah. This is a heady machine. Yeah. But... I'll be honest, I think that there isn't many players I've seen go for a header and think, he's either going to head the ball or he's just going to break someone's skull because he's just... Yeah, no, mate, he, <laughs> he, 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 was, he was phenomenal. Um Phenomenal, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hard question. I've played with so many good players, man. Yeah. Well, you know, the natural follow-on, best player you've played against. Best player I've played against, I would say Berbatov is up there. Yeah. Um. That's well, a fair, you, that's you, a fair saw, level you, to start at, Leon. I'll be you, honest. You, <laughs> you, you saw what he done to us when he and we we were all we was we was holding we was doing fine away at Spurs. Yeah, yeah. we are going to go into that game until until <laughs> yeah. that long eared geezer come on and then he destroyed <laughs> yeah. us. You know what I mean? Um, who else? Barros was good at Aston Villa. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll say, I'll say. You know, mostly they, 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 they were like really I think good. You've, you picked, you picked two probably, two probably decent players there. To be fair, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the in in this kind of similar ballpark, like. Oh, uh, you know what? In terms of players one, I played with, Danny Son has got to be in that list as well. Oh, here we go. This is my irrational dislike. <laughs> I don't think people realise how good that guy was, you know. I used, I, liked him, him. I used to call him the crab because everything just went sideways. <laughs> Which I get. I get yeah. the older I got as well, the more I, I saw about just he's, just, the just, ball. Just, just his ball retention, though. Yeah. I don't think I actually remember him losing the ball. And he got a good range of passing in all fairness. He could knock a 30, 40-yard ball over the top. And But is it true he spent half an hour before the game doing his hair? Oh, I must even longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's a he's an enigma, mate. He's just one of a kind. I love the guy, man. Was he a bit yeah. mental? Yeah, like a bit, a, like just a bit like. What, he was just his own. He was just, he, he was just his own man. Um, he, he just a uh, listen, lovely guy, mate. I tell you, that guy will make you laugh if you're. Got him as a friend, and you ever feel down, mate? Just call him, mate, and he'll he'll you'll forget everything. He's yeah. uh, he's uh, seriously, mate. What a what a legend, man. 
Fair yeah. play. Yeah. Fair play. Yeah. Uh, leading on from the last one, um, who's the best centre back you've ever played against? Best centre back. So the one you've walked off the pitch and gone, fuck that, I'm not playing against him again. <laughs> Do you know what? I think Wes Morgan's up there, you know. I mean, you're throwing some names down here. Right? Yeah, Premier Wes League Morgan. winners. <laughs> that, that guy is the strongest man ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he looks it as well, though, doesn't he? he yeah. Doesn't look like he's going to roll over and have his ass tickled, does he? No, no, no chance. <laughs> he was, um, yeah. Where was he? Where was he playing? Was he at Leicester at the time? No, Nottingham Forest. No. Forest, yeah. Yeah. And getting into a bit more modern football now, the question we've got now is about the lone striker role. When you played, it was generally two up the top. How do you think you'd fit in playing the lone striker if you were playing modern-day football? Um, Would it suit you, or do you prefer that two up the top and let I, play I'm not too sure, because I think for me, I always... My, my biggest asset was just moving around. I never liked to be just down the middle. I like to drift out... I used to like to drift out wide and make my run off. I think because I used to be a winger back in the day, I used to like to drift out. And I think I used to see on redo it a lot. He used to drift out and then come off his shape. Um, I mean, I did that for Southend and hit 25 goals off the back of that, just making clever runs off off my shape. Do you know what I mean? We had like a front three. Um, but yeah, I think I do like a two up front and I think that's why Soji um, as much as I don't think he was the greatest player in the world he complimented me yeah because yeah, like I, I said he'd done all the hustle he would yeah. do all the hustle and bustle you know the stuff I, I mean I went into fighting with defenders and I wanted to I always fancy myself as a footballer like in terms of you know the ball to my feet and being intelligent with the ball, do you know what I mean? Um, he done all the the hustle and bustle and occupied defenders, which allowed me the space to do what I done best. So I would definitely say he, he complimented. And I think whenever I've played in a two up front, you know, I remember playing with Akin Fenwa again. We just was so good together. Um, let him do the let him do the the hustle and bustle. Yeah, and you're kind of like, you've kind of around him, then, aren't you? Akin Fenwa and Soji, completely two dip. Like Akin Fenwa was a baller. Like yeah. Yeah. it stuck, didn't it? If it is, you know what I mean, he, he could hold up a bank. Like he could do. He was good. <laughs> like he was very, very good. But on top of that, as well, he was strong. And people forget how quick he was. Like mm. not the not the one that you know. Just finished his career that you know had a bad injury. And Swansea, and, the Swansea Akin Fenwa. Ah, Swansea and 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 you know Doncaster Akin Fenwa was was a problem. And Torquay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, were, they, were, and, they were different different kind of players. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned Sochi there, and as you say, you and him just from a Vale fans' perspective just complimented each other because Sochi was the one that, had, as you say, battered the defenders. He got quite some pace about him, Sodji, and he'd kind of go and get the ball. And you just always seem to be in the right place. And I seem to remember we went Rotherham away and Sodji scored four. And he just had one of them games where everything went in. And then yeah, the week yeah, after, yeah. he couldn't hit a barn door. And I seem to remember him having one. He shot. It was going towards the corner flag. Ended up landing at your feet and you just directed it in. And it just well, seemed you know, that you've got you know a good what? understanding. I t- let me tell you what sums up 
the way the commentators and everything was. So in that game, that was against uh, Chesterfield. Yeah. Right. And when he mishit that shot and it fell to me, they on the commentator said, oh, and a well time pass to Leon Constantine. <laughs> I remember it now. He was I remember shooting. Think, I remember thinking to myself, are you guys winding me up? <laughs> not, not in a million years. <laughs> yeah, no, I remember I mean? it now. I can see now he, he shot and it was going towards the corner flag. And I yeah. love Sodji. Sodji, I absolutely adored Sodji. But the thing <laughs> is, and you know what kind of, what makes me laugh as well is, and, and I'm not listening here talking bad about people because I'm, I'm not here to do that, but I'll tell you what the proof in the pudding is. When I got injured, I had 18 goals before Christmas and I was yeah. messing around on the training pitch and I'd done my medial, my medial ligament and that kept me out for a month, right? I would have broke the 20-goal barrier um, before Christmas at the time, the way I was, the way things were working for me. Playing, yeah. But in that month, we scored one goal. And that one goal was a penalty that Soji took. So when people say, oh, but you did, oh, it was for him. Well, if it wasn't for me, like, it works both ways, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, I scored goals before Soji come there. Mm. Yeah. From you a Rail I mean? fan's perspective, I thought you complimented each other. In the, I'll be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm just, stating the, I'm just stating the facts. At the end of the day, yeah. I was out for a month. Yeah, and whoever yeah. come in my place, Michael Husbands or whoever was in the team at the time, none of them was hitting the hitting the back of the net. So yeah. whichever way you want to slice and dice it, that's those are the facts. The crucial, no, the I... crucial, the crucial bit to it. It does doesn't matter who's battering the ram, but it does matter who's putting the ball in the back of the net, doesn't it? Of course it does, because at the end of the day, goals win games. They either yeah. win games or they save games. That's it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? So was, but, was, um, that the, was that the season? Was that the season we were top under Foley? Yeah, remember yes. I started at five in six. Yeah, what was um, what was Foley like as a manager? Brilliant, brilliant. Oh, that's a yeah, because he allowed. He allowed... Me, I could go back to him telling him he was a shit manager. Nah, <laughs> I couldn't. Say. I still, I still talk to Foley to this day. Um, talk the back legs of a donkey, can he? Oh mate. Yeah. <laughs> He just loves it, doesn't he? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, fact, he's I found him. I found him the other day. He called me back, so I'll, I'll put that out there. He's mostly getting tell him, a bit big tell him, time. Tell him you've done this podcast with me because I've asked him. He's got a, he's, he's got to come on here because I uh, I sorted his dog. No, I didn't. I sorted his fire stick out for him the other day. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> no, he said something. I shouldn't have said that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I did. Um, yeah, because otherwise he wasn't able to watch his match. Um, yeah. Oh, is it? But yeah, so I told him he's got to come on here now as payment. Yeah, so, no, good. Get him on, mate. He'll t- he'll, you left his three hours for that one. I was going to say, he talks to, talks for England. But no, yeah. good manager. But no, he, he listen, he just allowed me to be who I wanted to be, what I was doing, like... Um, but I never took the piss out of him, do you know what I mean? Um, Did he help having someone who had done what he'd done in the game? Like, from your perspective, was it a... I need to listen to this guy because this guy knows what he's talking about. Kind no, of definitely. Like, think. Well, t- listen. The type of kind of character I am, anyway, is I will give you that respect. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, have I had managers before that talk shit? One million percent. But 
you know, I just feel like Foyle, he, he complimented me, um, made me feel important. And um, like I always say to people, everyone likes to feel important, no matter what line of work or whatever you're doing in your life, people like to, you know, feel valued and, 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 and wanted. And um, he definitely done that to me. He, 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 you know, them days I was out in the town centre, you know, and he used to always say, oh, I've heard about you uh, in the town centre, but it ended a, it, I was delivering for him. So yeah, he, yeah. he never kind of like, mind. yeah, tried to, you know, throw the book at me and do like say this or say that. He was just like, look, like, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and, yeah, and 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 yeah, he was good. He was good to me, man. I'll be honest. I'll be honestly on the six towns in Stoke on Trent, and you lived in the same town centre as your gaffer. That's that's a downside. I know. Don't I know. I know. I'll tell you, you had good neighbours though. I did. It's just uh... <laughs> <laughs> and just just for the listeners, me and Leon Luke used to live next door to each other. <laughs> that was, that was Leon, my that was my Tom's... claim. <laughs> Tom's getting married next year, the stag do's and Benidorm, so feel free to come along to Benidorm for the stag. <laughs> by all means. Oh, mate, that, by that all means. Gonna, that is going to be messy, mate. That's only three nights. It's only three nights in Benidorm. We'll be fine. Oh, three, nights. Mate. three nights is enough draft. You don't want to break up a happy home, mate. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. Whatever Tom does out there, we're not telling his messes. <laughs> No, we are not. We've gone completely <laughs> off script, but it's yeah. fine. Let's carry on with it because it's going well. When you were at Vale under Foyle, was Porter there at the same time? And if so, what was he like behind the scenes? Because he comes across as a right character. Yeah, he was He was top jaw, mate. Um, you could have a laugh with him, you know what I mean? And he was enthusiastic and passionate about, you know, what he was doing. Again, him and Foyle are still friends to this day which tells you everything, do you know what I mean? Um, I can't say the same about Dean Glover. I think, I don't know if he done the dirty on for, I'm not too sure, but he was okay with me. Again, I can't, there was no one at the club really that was, I could say that was kind of like a bad a bad egg really. Everyone was okay, do you know what I mean? They were good days there, really good days. A good, a good, a good mix? Extra people kind of thing. Well, you know, we all we all we all got on, you know, it was me, you know, Clayton, Lee Matthews, Craig Z, Craig James, um, you know, then we took the little like Joe Craig Cardinal. James was a little bit wild, wasn't he? Yeah. Joe Anion, you know, all, all all of those boys like uh, yeah, it was just a really, really, really Danny Sonner, Michael Osbert. We had a good set of guys, you know. We'd all go for food and things like that. They, they, they were good days. Yeah. yeah. Who was who was the biggest joker in the dressing room out of that lot? Because there's some characters there. Well, Danny Sonner definitely up there. Craig James, like, mate, he is hilarious. <laughs> what a good player he! He's left foot. Ah, man. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I tried to. I tried to convince my dad when we signed him he was a good player. And my dad was having none of it. And I, and I said, well, I'll tell you what, just give him this one home game. And as he came out the tunnel, he fell over the pitch. And I thought, well, that's not a great start, is it? Really? Oh, <laughs> no, he They've got a wonderful left foot and he tripped, 
just a little bit from the tunnel when it goes to the pitch, a little step up onto the pitch. And he yeah. literally stacked it over there. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh mate, he used to find me. He could find me anywhere on that pitch, mate. Oh, like, yeah. if he was athletic and more mobile, you know, again, I've, I mean, I've seen him in training. Like, you know, there was a cone over there. You know, people talking about Paul Scholes and the Ronaldo story about him hitting the tree. Like, Craigsy could do that. Yeah, land the ball. He, 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 yeah, he could do that all day long. Yeah. He just seemed to add something in his head where if he snapped, he was going to get sent off. He'd just go through someone. Oh, yeah, massively. He's a, he's a, he's a madman. Like, you know, we was all out, we was all out in Ibiza. Um, we was all out These in are Ibiza. the stories we want. Yeah, we was out in Ibiza for Lee's, for Lee's stag. And um, yeah, again, like it's like thirty-five lads over there, and um, <laughs> you know, what I mean, Billy Painter, Luke, Clay, all of us are there. And this boy's gone and lost his passport, <laughs> and just stayed, just stayed in Ibiza. <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean he's just he's, he's just a madman? In the like, world. Yeah, does he just he's just crazy. <laughs> How long did he stay for? Did he miss pre-season? I, I, I think that's a bit <laughs> He was there for a few days until he can get everything sorted. But just like crazy, mate. The guy, the guy's on another level, man. But I love him. Makes me laugh. Yeah, that's brilliant. Oh, brilliant. Go on, man, Tom. Get us back on track. I'm just trying to find out where we are now. We're there. Yeah. How did you get into football? Was yes. you in an academy or were you scouted? Well... I was in academies um, from grassroots. I got scouted by Watford and I got scouted by Arsenal first and I was absolutely buzzing. Yeah, but then we, we never heard that. Two or three of us got scouted by Arsenal. We was all in, because our Sunday team was really good. So there was always scouts there. And then um, the scout, we never heard back from him. In them days, obviously, it was like, look, Give us your number, we'll call your mum and all this kind of stuff, because no mobiles then. And um never heard from him. So we just carried on playing football because none of us really you know, none of us thought we was gonna be professional. We just, you know, enjoy playing football. And then um about a week later I got scouted by Watford. And then the another Arsenal scout came and scouted us all again, and I just stayed at Watford. After obviously the last the last situation, then yeah, went you know with Watford up until fourteen fourteen or so thirteen fourteen, then just kind of like we had a situation where we were meant to go to the main academy, um, got followed home by some random guy, a few of us on the train. Obviously, as you do, you go home, you tell your mum. Your mum said, "Boy, you're not going back there again." So. That was it. Never went there. And then um, went to Crystal Palace because, uh, again, when I went to another Sunday team, one of the old coaches ended up being a scout at Palace. He wanted me to come down there. I went down there for, like, I think two two sessions. And then it was like, leave school and go straight to training. And I just couldn't be bothered. So I just hung around my mates. And then, like I said, I never had no... I knew no one that was a professional footballer, really. Um, at that time, I think maybe Kevin Lisby was the only one really. But other than that, I just thought, you know what, can't be bothered. And then, yeah, 
forward further down the line. When I was 20, I um, well, I might have been 19. I turned pro at 21. Um, found a found a Saturday team. Left my job at Marks and Spencers. Thought I'd go and find a Saturday team. Hopefully play play there until when I finished my degree. And then in one season, got scouted by Charlton again, went in there, done really well. First season in the Premier League. They said, look, you've come in and you've embarrassed all of our first team defenders. Like I was leaving them on the floor, like in training and things like that. And like, that's how comes I'm good friends with like the John Fortunes, Chris Powell, Jason Yule and all of them. Because, you know, it was, that was the squad then. And then, um, because I've done really well down there, they said, look, we need someone that's going to keep us in the Premier League. And obviously, I just come from grassroots. So, but they put me in touch with Millwall because I'd played well against Millwall in a little trial game. And then, yeah, Millwall invited me in. I was meant to go on trial for two weeks and they signed me after a week. Wow. And then, so how long were you at Millwall for a bit? Two years. Then, so yeah, I was at Millwall with Neil Harris. Did you have a couple of loans in that? Time from yeah, Europe. I went to Pike Thistle up in Scotland. Went to Leighton Orient. Bloody hell, that's a that's a that's not a loan. That's a move away, isn't it? That's yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, do you know what I mean? How, old, again, how old were you then? I would have been twenty-one. So that's that's, 21, a, big decision. that's a big decision for a kid, isn't it? To... Again, but you know what? It, it was just like I said for me. I'm going there to play football, so it never bothered yeah. me. I'm not like you see these kids now, like. You know, they want to umanar and pick and people say like, oh, you know, how come you have so many clubs journey? I don't look at myself as a journeyman. I look at myself as that's 19 clubs that wanted me to play for their team that saw something in me. Obviously, once you get there and then manager wants to change the way you play and whatever else happens or what comes with it, that's completely different. But at the time... You know, especially in them days, there was no Y scout and things like that. People came and watched you play and said, we want you in our team. So for me, I look That's, at it that way. I don't look at it as being like a journeyman or anything like that. It's, all, it's almost like a, I'm quite proud of I'm quite proud that that many people wanted me to play for them. Yeah, of course, for 100%. And like I, I, I've, I've proven, like, if you put your arm around me and make me feel like, you know, I'm worth something, I deliver. Do you know what I mean? Like, under the South End, 25 got... I mean, my first season, that was my first breakout season at South End. Was it, was it on a non-contract basis? Non-contract at first. I went yeah. in there on a non-contract and within a month, I was the top goal scorer and they still had me on this non-contract. So, at the time, I said, look, I'm not actually getting paid. So, I was getting late payments coming out of my bank like, literally was driving from Tottenham to South End every day, not getting expenses or anything like that. It was it was a joke, really. And then I said, look, I can't afford to come here no more. And then... And I'm, I'm top goal scorer. <laughs> exactly. And then that very same evening, or the next day, I can't remember, they stuck me on £500 a week. So it's like they were trying to, like, get blood out of, out of a stone, basically. But, you know, like, I look at South End... You know, and I never found this out until a few years ago. I was the first player to score 20 plus league goals. Wow. You know what I mean? In how many yeah. years? And Freddie Eastwood come after me. 
Yeah. Yeah. That just shows you the way I was. Two two or three years. I I think Freddie Eastwood was probably when you were just at our place on it, I think. About 2005, 2006. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he would have just, yeah, he would have gone there around then. But, you know, no one ever said nothing to me about Mm. that. That season. That's a bit shit of them to think they can just have you coming in scoring goals and just not Well, this is, and you've got to remember on top of that, when I signed for Southend, the league had already started. They'd already been knocked out the cup. So it's not like I started there at the beginning of the season. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I waited for us to miss nine penalties before I started taking them. Wow. Yeah. That's and then, to, and, and then And then on top of that as well, the, the manager that brought me in when he got the sack and then they brought back Dave Webb, who's like a dinosaur, and he played <laughs> the players that he knew. And then yeah, yeah. Steve Tilson took the job. I sat on the bench for 10 games. Do you know what I mean? Sounds, and sounds like some things have never changed itself then, because look where they are now, and it's a travesty where they are now. Well, exactly, and that's just down to the owner. He's always been, he's been building a new stadium since I was there. So you yeah. know, what I mean, he plays his oh, game. Was the same the... owner now as when you were there? Yeah, Rob Martin. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it shows he hasn't changed his ways, and what they nah. got relegated out of the conference last year, didn't they? They're now in the, the conference league. Conference now, they're, now. In, they're in the national league now. But like, like I said, well, like, I, I know they stayed up. Yeah, they stayed up, didn't they? I scored twenty-one league goals, four cup goals. Four of those cup goals helped us get to the Millennium Stadium for the first time in the club's history, and we scored fifty-five league goals that season. I scored twenty-one of them. So when you look at it on that side of it, like I've done more than enough there. Um, like considering under the circumstances of starting the league late and all that kind of stuff. And then when it comes to contract negotiations, they left me to last. So when I left there, it was like, oh, greedy, greedy. But they don't realise how, you know, you don't need your top. It's like, it's like, it's like Man City dishing out new contracts and, Leave Harland to last. Yeah, it did. It's a bit of a kick in the kick in the bollocks, isn't it? Like you just don't. I mean, you know, Yaya Torre left because they didn't tell him happy birthday. So <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but this is what I mean about like people. Like it, it's just you know, if you, you see if it's your birthday now, you go into your workplace and you know, no one says it's, it's my birthday today. Everyone says, oh. And just, oh, could you just do that for us, Tom? Like, oh, everyone told, oh, Tom, oh, maybe this we to get together, have a drink and whatnot. It makes you feel good. Yeah, like, everyone yeah, likes yeah. Feel, no one, no one likes that, that, that thought of not, like, yeah. again, feeling important, feeling valued, feeling wanted. You know what I mean? So, you probably Tom, should, yeah. yeah, you probably should never have to tell anyone it's your birthday, should you? No, in, in no, no you shouldn't really. Not when you're at big clubs like that. When you've got all the PR not, when you, not when you've got you've got people around you all. You're permanent in a football club. You're permanently around people as well, aren't you? Yeah, at some yeah. point, you someone's going to know it's your birthday. <laughs> Do, you know? Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's it's, it's crazy, but like yeah. So like, that just that's just as again, I might have stayed at surfing. To be fair, Leon, Tom works for his dad and his dad doesn't wish him happy birthday. <laughs> Leon, Leon knows how bad my dad is. Oh, <laughs> he said, well, yeah. he said if, he, if he doesn't get a shout out off Leon, he's going to go home. <laughs> <laughs> but was he from South End to Torquay then? South End to Peterborough. 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 Yeah, so I'll go. I'll go. I'll go into Peterborough off the back of twenty-five goals, having every team whole, 
were coming in for me, Peter Taylor, all of these people. Swansea wanted me, I should have went there, but I didn't want to go all the way up there. I was just thinking, Wells, no chance. Um, and the money was double what I was on at South End, so I should have went there, really. But um, I was just too much into the London scene at that time. And, um, yeah, I went to Peterborough. Again, you go there thinking, you know, top goal scorer last season, blah, blah, blah. To go there to sit on the bench or not start the season. I still say to this day, that's one of the best squads I've been a part of in terms of player in every position. And we got relegated still. Really? Yeah. Who was, who was in that squad then? Oh, God. Andre oh, Bucard. <laughs> Andre Bucard. Curtis Woodhouse. Craig Guylan. Um... Andy Liddle, okay. uh, Callum Willock, Saji Burton, Big Saj. Okay. Um, who else? Gareth Gelleman. From your perspective, then, you say it's the best squad you ever had, but you got relegated. Clive wow. Platt. Clive oh, Platt. Yeah. Did you just not gel as a team? Was it the management or was it just... I think it was the management. He just didn't know... Like, obviously, he's Barry Fry and I love Barry Fry. I've got a good relationship yeah. to Barry Fry to this day, but it just... Um, it just, yeah, it just wasn't... It just didn't work. Yeah, and sometimes you get that, don't you? But we hear a lot from the Vale squad now about the togetherness and the side, and that's what got us promoted from League Two. And from what you're saying, a good group of players, but someone just didn't stick together. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just, yeah, it was just crazy. It was just crazy. Yeah, and then we'll speed it up because we don't want to take up all your Friday night, and we haven't really got to the Vale yet. So you come to Vale from Torquay on loan. I listened to your podcast with the Eights and Phil Bowers. You said earlier you did a degree. I'm guessing it wasn't geography. What happened when you come sign for the Vale? Again, I was at Torquay. Um, I got told a load of things, made a load of promises. And, you know, like I said, me and Akin Fremble was up front together. Everything was going very well. But the rest of the team, you know, there was weaknesses within the rest of the team. And he took it out on us. And then... Um, yeah, I, I I wasn't playing. Um, out of position. Do you remember you scored against us? You scored. Yeah, I scored against you, home and away. Yeah, yeah, I thought you did. Yeah, home and away, and I and it's funny. I was talking to Foyley about that, and I said, "Is that the reason why you kind of come in for me?" And he said, "You know, I didn't even remember that you scored against us, home and away." I said, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I I I got I got into a dispute with a manager. And I just said to him, like, literally, I don't want to be here no more. Put me on the transfer list. I want out of it. And um, yeah. he tried to resolve it. And I was like, I don't want to be here. And then um, went on put went on the list. And then I got a call to say, Port Bell, come in. And I may have just packed all my bags as much as I could get into the back of my car, jumped on the motorway and headed to Vell. And got there just in, just in time to sign before the 12 o'clock deadline. Am I right in saying, if I remember right from the podcast with Yates and Bowers, you took the wrong turning off the M6? Yeah, I ended up near Birmingham. <laughs> yeah, and I had to turn, turn back. 
was following the instructions on a bit of paper and driving yeah. at 100 miles an hour. So that wasn't the cleverest thing to do. But yeah, yeah the, literally. The, the, the kids listening won't realise this is the days before you got sat navs on your phone and oh, sat navs built no into sat, your car. There was no sat nav or Google, <laughs> Google app and all that kind of stuff. There was none of that sure. kind of band. So yeah, I got, I got there. And then I was meant to go to sleep. I was shattered. I'd been on the road since five or six in the morning and then I got there and then they put me in a hotel. But the adrenaline's going in it, so I couldn't sleep. And I turned up at the game. I was thinking, I'm going to be absolutely shattered. I'm going to be shit this game. But then, um, it again, it just worked out for me. And I was scoring the winner. Met all my teammates in the dressing room, so I couldn't remember anyone's name when I was on the pitch. And... Uh, yeah, and, and and yeah, the rest, the rest, the rest was you know the rest was history, man. And that was November best decision, five. Best decision I made, I feel. I got MOM that game, and um, Alex Ferguson gave me the bottle of champagne. What's he Al? Brilliant. And yeah, because that Dan was November oh five, wasn't it? Yes. In November. November. That's what Johnny's told us. November oh five, and it was a three month loan originally, and then we yeah. signed you for twenty grand. Was it part of the deal that we were signing you, or was it the three month loan that got you the transfer? No, I was. It was a loan, and then it became permanent in January. Yeah. So you weren't you weren't it by you, the way you played. Did you come in with Clayton Fortune? Was that the similar time that Clayton signed? Clayton, I think Clayton's come in just after me. Yeah, he was he was 06 7, I think. Was he? Was he? I think so. Nah, nah. Was, he wasn't 06-7. I was gone by. Was by... he 6 Yeah, he would have been, definitely, yeah. He was definitely here in 2006, 2007, because we had that horrible yellow and black strike. Oh, well, I yeah, think yeah. I, when I left, I went to You Leeds played in that kit. Because I've got a shirt somewhere. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you might it's have still left too big for him now. Yeah, I was going to say, they still have basketball shorts. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to just fast forward 12 months, because from 12 months on from that, we uh, we might have played a memorable game at White Hart Lane. Mm. Uh, something might have happened. You, you, you bagged you bagged the goal that game. How was how did that feel? Ah, best feeling ever, because my dad lives behind Tottenham Football Grand, so... To score against the scum was obviously... <laughs> oh, forgetting, you're, obviously, you're an Arsenal fan as well. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'll sit there in my dad's house sometimes and listen to them shit songs that they sing every, <laughs> every week. You know what I mean? So, to score... But you know what it is? It's funny because I actually knew I was going to score that game. I just... When your confidence is what it is, do you know what I mean? Um, I just knew. And then... Um, I obviously got before and got Edgar Davies top after that game, and you know that was that was great. We were, we were just going to say on on the team sheet that day it was Dawson, Huddleston, David, Danny Murphy, Defoe, Lennon, Berbatov, just to name yeah. a few. The Magic, game always stands yeah. out to me because it was there was um, the Spurs game and the Villa game. So the Spurs game was the League Cup, and the Villa game was FA Cup. Mm. And and I always remember Jane. James Milner and Aaron Lennon being in George Abbey's pocket for both of them. George, and he, you see, and George, I don't realise how good that boy was, you know. Yeah. 
but then we played Notts County the week after, and I think he got torn a new arsehole by whoever whoever was playing on the wing for Notts County. And we were just like, come on, which George Abbey are we having from one week to the next? You've just kept yeah. Aaron Lennon and James Milner quiet. George was so good, mate. He was such a good player, man. His his recovery was outrageous. Like yeah, but his ball, his ball is like the balls he used to pass in was just different class. I think he was because obviously we had before, like when when I was growing up, all the right backs we had before were predominantly defending right backs, and that is exactly what they did, kind of thing. They would tackle hard, win balls all the time. George yeah. Abbey was probably the first time when I saw someone who could play with the ball as well. Someone who was yeah. involved with the attacks and yeah, and yeah. some of the crosses he put in the balls, like the balls from uh, right back into the striker's feet. Yeah, which was brilliant, mate. He, I, he was a joy to play with. Whenever he had the ball, Craigsy had the ball, or Danny Sonner had the ball, I knew they'd just try and find me. Um, that I, like that's when I come alive, you know what I mean? Because I'd like, you know what, these guys are going to give me the ball to my feet, not up by my neck or you know. <laughs> Balls where you're just like chasing lost causes. Do you know what I mean? That wasn't really my game. You know, I wanted to be involved in the build-up and then finish off. You know, whatever was was happening. You know, yeah. yeah. For a big man, to be fair, you were always someone that played with the feet, and you were better on the ground than in the air. You were, you know. Yeah, I used to say, hate you it. For I a big man, <laughs> you weren't I a talking to, man. You were a football. I used, I used to hate it, and you know what it is because of my height. Everyone wanted you to just be the header. It used to make it used to deflate me before a game started. So when I found the manager that kind of wanted me to get into clever positions and get the ball on the, that's when you got a lot out of me. Do you know what I mean? But when you play for people, they're just like ah oh, ah oh, big man, just win the head like for the other striker. I'm like mate, I can finish as well, you know. And yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, One of your goals it, it, that always sticks out for me, and I can't remember who it was against, but it was at Vale Park, and I'm sure it was in front of the bycars end. And you beat the last man, and you just seemed to get away from him. So you got long legs, and you just got away. Goal had come out, and you just dinked it over him. And I can't remember uh, who it was, but I remember you dinking one goal, and it was a beautiful finish. It always sticks in my mind. Is it MK Dons? Could have been, could have been. You got away from the defender and it, there was no catching you once you'd gone away. The goal had come out, dived and just dinked it over him and yeah, you know, proper yeah. striker's finish. Yeah, yeah. I used to, I mean, like, yeah, I just, I used to love that grand playing there. Um, it's a big old no, pitch, isn't it? Yeah, God, many, many a calf muscles gone on that pitch. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, uh, was, it, was, yeah. that, was that more suited to your game, though? The bigger pitch, or yeah, of course, definitely. Um, because I'd like to stretch defenders, I knew defenders didn't want to come out wide, yeah. do you know what I mean? So I'd you know make those runs and then come off my shape and try and duck him behind, you know, and keep on side and get the, get onto those balls, you know. So I just used to just that's all I used to do, just try and you know, I learned those things of um Ray Harford, God rest his soul, who won the league with Blackburn, you know, he told me. Don't keep making runs. And that's mostly why I wasn't like a Sodji, because he used to say to me, stand still, big man. And he used to, he used to just do this with his hand. He says, what's your eyes doing? I said, well, I'm following your hand. He says, exactly. He says, if you just keep doing that all the time, defenders are going to stay alert. 
Yeah? They're going to watch you. He said, watch Romario. What does he do? He says he stands still and then at the last minute, bang, he's gone. Because he said defenders are late. That's why they're defenders, because they're lazy. Right? He said, if you keep moving like this, they're just going to keep Keep, keep eyes doing on that. Yeah. The moment you stand still, that one thinks he's marking you. That one thinks he's marking you. Do you know what I mean? Because none of them want to yeah. take the responsibility. And then that's when you'll get in. So I always try to use, I remember those things. He taught me that at Millwall when I first turned pro. And I was like, it, and it worked for me, obviously. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's why I suppose I never used to run around like, like a headless chicken because... You know, every time you, you, you're running or you're doing or you you know, trying to look busy, you know, the defender's tracking you all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving on, we've got that. Vale accepted 200k plus Mark Richards for you in January 07, but that move broke down. What do you remember about that? Was that to Barnsley? Barnsley, yeah. Um, I went there... Um. To be honest with you, I think the money what they was offering me was literally poor. Um, but I think the, the deciding factor with that one was they were bottom of the champ. Yeah. And every team I think I played for was always near the bottom. I never had that run of being part of a promotional team yeah like when I was at Mill when they got promoted I weren't playing yeah but to be part of a promotional team I never really had that luck so I just said to myself look I'm up on the three at the end of the season do I go to Barnsley now who are bottom of the league which means they're not scoring goals which means they're mostly not creating a lot of chances and go there, and if I can't save them, like I feel like I've saved a lot of other teams, I'm going to be deemed a failure. Mm. Or do I just stay somewhere where it suits me, score more goals, and then see where it takes me from the end of the season? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And that that was that was the the reasoning behind um, not going to Barnsley. Was that yeah. the same with Brighton? Brighton, I ain't going to lie to you. I was that close. I was going to say, because that would be a move more down towards home. I can't even fault Brighton. And the chairman to this day, uh, is it Tony Bloom? Yeah, Tony yes. Bloom, yeah. Still chairman to this day. And he tried everything. The money, there was no qualms about the money that they was offering it with nothing to do with that. I was just like, I've scored two against Brighton. I think that was my 17th and 18th goal of the season against yeah. them at our place. And I was like, do I go there and, and um, do I still want to be in league one? Do you know what I mean? I wanted that yeah. chance to champ. And, to be fair, that was the only excuse I gave them as to why. Everything else was fine. Nothing else was a problem. But it was just the chance of playing that champ. And then Leeds United come in. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And they're, they're, they're a huge club. 
Yeah, and no, then there's no doubt in that, is it? It, it, it didn't go down too well. He was not happy because he was like, You told us you didn't want to be in League One and you've gone and signed for Leeds. But I'm like, Leeds. I spoke to a friend of mine, Michael Dubry, and he just said to me, Leon, when Leeds come, you yeah. go Leeds. Yeah. And I went there, looked at the training ground. I was like, I need to come to work here every day. Because this is, this is head and shoulders above anything. anything. That you've been anything that you've been there and even close to at the time, I imagine. Vale, yeah, 100%. Even Did Brighton at the time, probably. Season. I broke my leg, broke my toe, and broke my arm <laughs> all in the first pre season at Leeds. Yeah, you broke your well, leg, your, your, arm. your arm, and your so I, broke, I broke my leg on tour in Germany. Um, didn't know my leg was broken until nine days after. So I got I got treatment for the rest of the tour, then got back to training ground at Leeds, four parts, got more treatment, and then I was literally about to go out for a jog to see how the how the ankle was, and then it just blew up. Went for an X ray and there was a crack in my fibula. So that 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 happened and then I came back from that. Um Scored on my debut against who did we play in the cup? Was it Mansfield? I think it was Mansfield, I think. Scored, broke my toe in that game. So I was out for a month with that. Then um we're three 0 down against Oldham. I'm driving wisely mad. I said, Look, put me on the pitch. I've got two goals in me for sure. And you know you're watching the game and I can see I can see where I, I can get little, in. Little bits of movement. And... So he says, big man, you're coming on at half-time. Half-time comes. I get on the I get on the pitch. I score after 15 seconds. Start of the second <laughs> half. I wasn't expecting seconds to follow that. Then, of course. <laughs> score after um, 15 seconds and then broke my arm. Shit. In fact, if you go on Sky Sports and type in, like, that game, Leeds-Oldham, um, as I score and I'm running back to the centre circle, you see me holding my arm. I knew it was broke then. Was it a bad and break? I played, yeah, bad, bad, bad break, yeah. Um, really bad break. Um, they said, basically, if I was to break it again or do anything like around, contact around. wise and if it happened they'll have to take bone from my hip oh, yeah. yeah so I've had the best doctor the doctor Campbell who done David Beckham's arm um, was the surgeon who done my arm so he, he, I was I mean I still got the plate in my arm I don't know if you can yeah still there now but um yeah so yeah then after that it just kind of you know um Gary McAllister come in we got on really really well after Dennis Wise and Gus Poirier had left got on really well and then um there was an incident with Jermaine Beckford I won't go too much into it but basically because how well me Gary McAllister got on he 
altered training so that I could get involved. So he made con- training non-contact. So you couldn't, you couldn't barge your any off the ball to get the ball. You, the only way you could get the ball is you intercept the pass. Yeah. I mean, he used to put me in the squad. He put me in the squad one time for an away game and I went to see him. I said, I, you know, I've got a cast on, you know, I can't play. And he said, I just want you in the in the squad because all the players look up to you and I want you around the team. So everything was going great. And then we hadn't won in a few games. He brought this random guy in to, I think he brought him in to ruffle some feathers. This guy was a prick. Um, <laughs> he was, he tried, basically attacked Jermaine Beckford. I jumped in with my broken arm, not even thinking about my arm, but because Beckford was like a really good friend to me at the time. Yeah. And I jumped in. Um, he tried to give a flying elbow on Jermaine Beckford and I, I weren't having it, obviously. I jumped in, um, not thinking about my arm, just thinking about my pal. And I don't know, whatever he told Gary McAllister, as soon as I was back to fitness, I was out the door on loan to Oldham. Wow. Oh, right. What was Dennis Wise like as a manager? He was brilliant. I got on really, really well with him. I got on well with him. Gus Poirier was when Gus left, the wheels fell off. But them two together were were. He's were... quite the tactician, isn't he, Gus? Yeah, but Dennis was very, you know, meticulous. Was he was he um, hands on in training? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, I think he, at the time, he was unbelievable time, in training. He could, he could have still played. He could have played, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He was that good. Like he'll do things in training. Like we used to want things. So if there was a, 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 you know, a dead ball or set piece, you know, he'd want everyone to be organised. Like the wall, everyone needs to know who's in the wall. Boom, organised, ready, right? Anyway, one one session, you know. The boys were like dilly dallying who was going to line up the wall, who was on the end of the wall, and he just put the ball down and just curled in the top bin, like <laughs> as if to say that's how easy and, it is. And, if and, you don't sort everyone, it out. everyone just stood there and went, "Wow, yeah." And like, imagine, I imagine, I imagine that's a bit like a, a bit of a kick up the arse as well because the last yeah, thing yeah, yeah, the definitely, gaffer. but. The gaffer curling one top corner. <laughs> no, it's seriously like just different class. I am. Uh, I am gonna. I am gonna say something um, because it might seem like we've glossed over something um, from your time at Vale, and I did warn you this was coming up before we spoke. Yeah, I was going to go back to this. So, um, Lake Orient away. <laughs> yeah. Where's there was there was somewhat of a confrontation. Yeah. Do you want to just kind of give your side of that? Yeah, I ain't got a problem giving my side. So, long story short, um, always getting abuse from the yeah. Vell supporters. Um, I think it was unjustified. Um, to be honest with you, I actually thought there was an element of racial about it. Because it just seemed to be me all the time, and I didn't know why or what. I know people said oh, he's lazy, and that's fine. But the results were there. Do you know what I mean? In yeah. terms of what my job was there for the team, um, I never ever got 
you know, hung out to dry by my teammates in a sense where they were so, ah, he hasn't doing anything or he's lazy. He's doing, you know, none, I've never had none of that. So none of my teammates who are on the pitch with me ever so used to yeah. dig me out for not working back or putting a hundred percent effort in. So I just used to think, what game are these guys watching? Yeah. That, you know what I mean? mean? I mean, I, I understand it's, 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 it's sometimes difficult to, for the different perspective of people who play the game and people who watch the game and mm. and that kind of side of it. And there is, it, I think for people who watch the game, it's always horrible when somebody says, well, you've never played the game, you don't know. But then yeah. equally yeah. at the same time, it's probably just as justified for people who are playing the game to say, well, you aren't in my position, you can't say... Yeah, well, the thing is, I just feel like there was players in the team that clearly let the team down on numerous occasions and never, ever got the abuse that I got. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And that's not me mentioning our names or throwing people under the bus, but there were plenty of games where we were winning and we've lost. Do you know what I mean? Through fault of others. Through the fault of others, and they never got what I got. Um, And, yeah, I agree with you. Because I know some people that's not played the game, but their knowledge on the game is 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 very well up there. Um, and yeah, so like I said, you know, you've other, you know, you've heard people talk about Eden Hazard saying that he was the worst trainer at Chelsea, but just on the match day, he would just turn into an actual phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I've never had that said about me. No one said, "Oh, he doesn't put the work in." in tra-. Like I love football. Do you know what I mean? I've never been at the back of the running. I've always been near the top. Like, do you know what I mean? So it's not like I was... La- yeah, I've got a lazy running style. That's different. But yeah. I'm not a lazy footballer. I make clever decisions and I make educated decisions. Well, you've, and you've, not- just, you've just outlined something where someone's told you to not keep running all the time. Well, yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? So you, and I always call myself as being a good player in terms of, you know, holding up the ball and bringing people in and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I would run in behind. A lot of my goals come in from running from behind, running in behind. But then again, a lot of my goals come from me coming off my shape. You know, I think I scored a goal against Chesterfield and... I come Isn't off the one my where shape. you bent it top corner because it was the one. Yeah, bend it in. I think yeah. Danny Whitaker put me through. I think it put us top goal. Put us top of the league. I think. I think yeah, we did after that game. Do you after know what I mean? So five games, we were top of the league. Yeah, so you know, I scored different. You know, then I scored Polcher's goals where you know something might fall for you in the six yard bang and score. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. if you look at my goals, I score for Southend. I had plenty of goals outside the box. I got, I scored goals from anywhere. So I, I never really understood it. So when that situation happened, and we're away at Leighton Orient, it's my old club and everything like that, I've already hit two against them, you know, beginning of the season, I think. I think, yeah, because first game of the season we had them. And, uh, yeah, I just didn't understand why I was getting this stick. So I think I, I lost my head a little bit. But I think what really, really made me lose my head is that I had my family in the crowd. Yeah, and as this guy was abusing me, I looked at him to say, "Mate, what? What?" Like I looked at him and I said, "What are you going? Like you're not going to do nothing. So what are you saying?" 
And as I did that, my older brother, who was in the crowd, came from behind and kneed him, right? And then he shit his pants. So obviously, I thought, are they going to jump on my brother? Yeah. Now I'm thinking, well, if they they put a hand on any of my family members, it's literally going to go off. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not going to have that now. No, 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 exactly. Not you know over, what I mean? Not so over a f- that, football performance anyway. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. So that was the reason why I kind of went the way I went. That's fair. I mean, I think that's quite fair. Yeah. yeah fair. Yeah, yeah, because the guy, he was giving it all of that, but he obviously didn't realise that I had my family in, 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 in that part of the crowd as well. My brother obviously saw what he saw and just come from behind the geezer and just kind of, I think he just kind of not need, like he kind of need him and shoved him forward. And then the guys looked back and he mostly saw and thought, oh shit, that could be Leon. <laughs> I'm a, I'm and then he, <laughs> then he shit himself. But then I was thinking, well, this guy might be in there with his mates. So is he going to think he can maybe, you know, attack it's my brother? Yeah, and then I'm, I'm literally, yeah. I will jump into the crowd and do what I've got to do. So, yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> You're all right. I do think there was a small minority. I don't know if it felt like a small minority at the time, but it probably was of Vale fans that perhaps didn't appreciate you. They didn't. And I, I never got it because I always said your job was to put the ball in the back of the net. And yeah. I've said it on this podcast over the last three years when we've done it. Your job, Leon Constantine, Port Vale striker, was to score goals. And you had mm-hmm. players around you that gave you the opportunity to score and you were a goal scorer. And I never quite got some of the stick that you got. So, But Vale fans have always got a boo-boy. Every season there's a boo-boy. And oh, I don't get ma- it, but you were the boo-boy. And I suppose every football club, their fans have probably got a boo-boy. It's probably not just Port Vale. But I never got why it was you. Yeah, no, I didn't as well. You know, I've looked at, I think, like, you know, team of the week on how many... How many occasions, player of the month for the league. Like, you know, like it's just, it was uncalled for in my eyes. But, you know, and that's, I started to have a detachment from, I think the, I think the final, um, nail in the coffin was the home game against crew. Every time I touched the ball, they booed. And I was like, nah. I said, I'm gone. I'm gone out of here, mate. Like, no chance. Yeah. And we've had some Vale fans' messages, and they point to, and some remember it, some don't. There seems to be an incident crew away. We were winning near the end, and the ball went towards the corner flag. And some Vale fans say, you didn't chase it down. You could have kept it in, then they went down the other end. No, that's the thing. I couldn't have kept it in. And I weren't chasing the ball for everyone to cheer and it's like that, like, <laughs> I hate I hate those players that chase balls, knowing the ball's going out, and they slide off the pitch. It's five yards out. <laughs> like and and everyone's ah brilliant. I think it's a load of shit. In all honesty, yeah. do you know what I mean? I think you're yeah. kidding. You're kidding yourself, and you're kidding. You're kidding the public. I'm not here to kid the public. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. You know, and and yeah. that's just that 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 was just like you know, um, my thing, you know. But, um, yeah, like you said, like, I, I remember even, I remember playing for Hereford. Um, and, again, the goalkeepers kicked the ball. And I've watched from the goalkeepers kick, our higher keepers kickers, and I've watched the ball. I've brought it down, 
like on a sixpence, literally like bang. I've turned my marker and I've sprayed like a 40 yard ball out to the winger, right? He's gone past his man. He's crossed it. It's just gone over my head. Like and it, I've already got onto it. It would have been a, you know, a chance to score. A goal. <laughs> but I, 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 I did that bit of skill and I was like, yeah, I can't wait. I'm in this game, yeah? Yeah. And then about two minutes later, a guy zings a ball and I got my head to it and flicked it on and everyone stood up clapping. And I remember looking up to the sky and I said, I fucking hate this game. (laughs) Because it doesn't make sense. I've I've won a flick on, like, anyone can win a flick on. Like, it's just, but this is how they see me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I always thought I was better than that. Um, It must be be frustrating to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, 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 very frustrating. Um, Do you know what I mean? But like I said, for fans listening now, when you pick your boo boy for next season, just have a think about the impact it has on that player. Seriously, we do a lot on this podcast talking about mental health yeah. players or fans. Just have a think about what it does to that player when you pick him out as your boo boy and he makes one bad pass and you start booing. Because people have done it this season with Mal Benny. One bad pass. Dan Jones, he's been one of our top players this season. One bad pass. People boom. Just have a think before you do that next season. Please. Just listen. So when when these guys, when these guys put on their put on the shirt, they go out there to do the best for the club and for themselves. So, you know what I mean. And don't get me wrong; if someone's making the same mistake over and over again, I get it. That's the game. You're gonna get people on your back, but no one goes out there to it's not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's 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 it's, it's is and don't and don't get me wrong, like if you wouldn't that's the part and parcel. If you're gonna be a footballer, you gotta take you gotta be big like I was always big enough to take it, do you know what I mean? You know? Yeah, yeah. But when I'm saying to you like I always knew I was going on to bigger and better things. But as I said that crew game, I just thought to myself, why do I need to be running around like I'm gone anyway. I already knew what was coming my way. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's not even that I scored in that game as well. But, but people remember the, the worst bit rather than... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scored in that game. Um, I think me and Luke Rogers scored in that game. And, you know, weren't having a bad game either. But it was just like, every time I got the ball, it was just like... And I thought, mate, if you think, like, I'm I'm gone. Like, lead, yeah. I know what's happening. So I'll be, I'll be honest, mate, regardless of if it was valuable or not, I think I'd be exactly the same regardless of the club. If I'm getting shit before I've done anything, whether I've done one thing right or one thing wrong, I'm just. No, I go to games now, and even sometimes I sit here and I think, mate, you just want to, like, you know, some of these players or whatever. But I'm very because sometimes you don't know people's family are sitting there. Mm. Well, exactly. Yeah, we, I mean, we've had a lot. We've had a, we've had a bit this season, like Bez just alluded to, with um, Dan Jones. He had to come off social media because he was getting shit. Yeah, at some point he was uh, before his injury. He was probably. It was all bad. He was seventy percent of Vale fans player of the season. Yeah, but he's had to come yeah. off social media for, for for being given shit. Yeah, one yeah. thing Johnny's put in just on about this is we're on the topic, and it's last question we'll do on Vale. 
the last game of the season, apparently, was Bournemouth. And he says you were getting boos then after a superb season. But there was cheering from the railway to drown out the boos. Can you remember the cheering? And was that appreciated that you thought, well, actually, some of the fans can see what a good season I've had? Like I said, I've always thought I've had a good rapport with the fa- the Vell supporters that were, like, do you know what I mean? Some of them are, like, are still sending messages on Facebook or things like that. You know what I mean? Like, literally, you know... I've got no problems with with, with that. Um, and like I said, up until that game, really, I was very much happy. Do you know what I mean? Despite the minority, like a lot of the, you know, when you scored and they make you feel good and things like that. And, you know, the signing autographs after and things like that. So, you know, it was just, it was just towards the end, I think, that was kind of like my thing. I just thought, oh, mate, you know. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I said, I scored. I think I scored two two against Bournemouth away. Was it Bournemouth away? No, we said it the away. It was the home last game of the season. Oh, I can't remember that. Nah. Oh. I can't. Johnny's got a better memory than me. He's put it down. But yeah, you you yeah. knew that the, it was a small minority and there was Vale fans still cheering for you still. Yeah, no, most of the time it was always a minority. I think that crew game, I'm sure it was crew because I'd scored in that game. It was just that one where it kind of like, I was just like, well, is this what it's come to? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know whether it's because I'd not signed a new deal or whatnot. I just, I just, I just, I don't know. You know what I mean? But, um... I think it was, I think it was a bit of a different time then as well, when that was kind of the start of the, if players didn't sign a new deal at the end of the season, it became public knowledge before the end of the season that they didn't want to and stuff Mm. like that, wasn't it? And now, obviously, I mean, we're in, we're in an era now where, you know, Christ, you know what people have had for tea. Before. <laughs> you know if, if I signed the contract you know what I mean um, yeah. but it's just that was probably the start of the and I think that maybe had a, something to do with the reaction because you think like when I was started going like 95, 96 there was, there was none of this knowing what was going to happen at the end of the season until the end of the season yeah true, true, very true and it all yeah. kind of comes to a bubble in the end doesn't it mm. um, but there was um, one other question I just wanted to ask. Oh, um, I don't know whether this is going to be you blowing your own trumpet here or not. Um, scoring goals. Is it instinct uh, or is it scoring goals? Is it instinct yeah. or is it thought? I, I, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of both because, like I always say, you could be in a game. I've had games sometimes where I'm hardly touching the ball. Hardly touching the ball. And I'm very much a player of confidence. I want to be involved. Like I told you before, I want to be involved in the build-up. I want to be involved, get low. Because every time you do a good touch, every time you do a good layoff, or anything you do that's involved, that you're involved in, you know, it gives you that little bit, right, you know what? It's coming. It's yeah, coming. A build-up towards it. You know? But if that ball comes across the box in the 89th minute and you're not there to pull it away or you're not focused to pull it away because you're worrying about the previous 89 minutes and you fluffed your lines, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You, you, you know, 
that maybe the game's just not for you. So that's why people, the strikers get paid the most money because, you know, you, you can have a game where you're involved and you score a goal or you can have a game where you're not the important factor of that overall game, but you could be the important factor of scoring. Well, you still score a goal, yeah. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? So, yeah, and yeah. I think, I think, I think, you know, on that side of it is the instinctive side. But then I've had games where I've said to myself the night before, if I go out wide and the ball comes to me, I'm turning, I'm going past that man and I'm going for goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think, like, you've outlined a little bit when you said, like, with regards to the Spurs game. And you said, I knew I knew I was going to score because I wanted to score that much. I knew I was going to score. Yeah, I knew I was going to score. And the one thing I will say, and this, I think, not affecting my relationship with Sodji at the time, but in that game, that Tottenham game, we had a chance to go 2-0 up. And I'll never forgive him for that because I scored and I knew he was a bit, because of I was getting all the applauds and accolades and whatnot. Um, and it's weird because he was a fan's favourite, so it's not like the fans were... Yeah, it's not like he's going without kind of thing. Yeah, he was getting like, you know, his fair share, but you've got to remember, I think he finished with 15, I finished with 27. So, you know, I was light years ahead of him in the goal scoring department. But after I scored against Tottenham, the first one, there was a there was an opportunity when the ball come to me and everyone swarmed towards me. I was on the halfway line and I touched it to him. And then I spun for him to just lay me straight back in. in, And at that time, I'd already said to myself, one touch is going to have me in on goal. The second touch, I'm going around the keeper and I'm putting it in. Mm. And he didn't lay it off. I got got such a little smile on my face. And it's just to say, I'd have been the happiest human ever if that had happened. Oh, mate. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't lay it off. And the reason why he didn't lay it off because he didn't want me to have two in that game. Wow. You know what I mean? And that... that I wanted that, to just have two that, in that game. Fucking hell, I've been that, setting that, the balls for seven really, hours. Because at the end of the day, like, everyone wants to score goals, but I'm a team player. Yeah. Well, it's, got to be, it's got to be the same way, hasn't it? He's got to say, look, I, I was a part of that, you know. And everyone will say, oh, that little layoff from Sodji, bang, there you go, put Lee on him. Yeah. It's thick. Yeah. Like, you know, 1-0 was obviously tough, but 2-0, you know, the, we think we held on to 82 minutes. Yeah, you know. Cool. Boy, I think you remember, who was, was it good lad in goal? Yeah, good and keeper. He, and he made Great. an absolute worldie. I think Jermaine Defoe tried to chip him. And he went back and he dragged it off the line. Ah, uh, mate, Defoe was he was he was electric that night, though. I mean, Tom Huddleston. If it wasn't for he was good, yeah. If if it wasn't for good lad, like and some last ditch defending, I think we would have been we could have been <laughs> five or six, like do you know what I mean? Yeah. But end of the day, we was expecting that we're away from home. The only thing I would say, what I didn't really agree with, and I'm not the only one that said this, and I've said to Foyley as well, you know, in person, the tactics after we scored, well, before the game, really, he wanted, he didn't want us to chase the ball down until when they crossed the halfway line. 
And in my head, like I said, I look at it, they've got two hands, two feet, two arms. Like, they're not superhuman. Like, no, we're not expected to win the game there. Let's just go there and go through it. And we held back. And in my head, I just don't get it. Because I've, I always believe you can sit behind the ball. Them teams are going to score. They'll find yeah. a way to score. So what are you... You might as well just got, like... You look at what Leeds done when they went away to Man United. Was it, was it about 67 minutes you scored? Yeah, might have been, yeah. About 65, 60, So we're asking ourselves an awful lot there to be able to sit and contain them for the best part. Probably half an hour, aren't we? Especially of when course. the big boys come off the bench. Yeah, of I was say, when, when you've got Huddleston, Defoe... You know, because did did Aaron uh, Lennon and like Huddleston like, came off the bench, didn't he? Because he scored the equaliser, which was a free kick that nobody took. Did he come up? No, I think he started Huddleston. Did he? I thought he came off. Can't no, he started Berbatov. Berbatov. Berbatov come off the bench, didn't he? Come off the bench. Um, Defoe started. Aaron Lennon. Aaron, Aaron Lennon come off the bench. Oh, I thought he started Aaron. Lennon. No, see, and this is what I mean. I'll tell you they what, I was on. fourteen and still pissed. I'll be honest. <laughs> they brought they they seriously brought on the big they brought on the the big guns. You know what I mean? And then you know we knew now. they was always going to do. Berbatov was off the bench. Lennon was off the bench. And got Gar- Is it Garley? Yeah, Garley oh. come on off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Defoe mind. started. Danny Murphy started. Steve Malbronk started. Michael Dawson, Tom Huddleston, Edgar David started that night, and then some younger lads. Some younger yeah, lads, some side. Uh, oh, yeah. But to be fair, I don't recognise them. We're really appreciating we've taken up a lot of your Friday night, Leon. So we've got loads more questions, but we're going to wrap it up because we'll let you go. We don't want to keep it all Friday night. So, yeah. last one for me on your time at Vale. Favourite memory when you were playing for Vale? Is it that White Hart Lane? Is it Villa Park? Or is there another one that stands out? Yeah, I think White Hart Lane has to be up, be be up there. I think getting Edgar Davis top after the game, someone I watched growing up and admired, and for him to come up to me and you know say you know you're a good player, um, and it's just the way I've got his top as well because like I said, I thought I'd asked him for it before the game, but I'd also asked. Clayton, who Jermaine Defoe's his, his godbrother, to sort out me getting his top. So Defoe looked at me and said, yeah. So I was like, okay. And then when I saw Edgar Davis before the game, when you just when we got to the ground and I said, ah, you know, it's going to be an honour being on the same pitch as you and blah, blah, blah. And if it's, can I grab your top? And he says, yeah, but the only thing is, can I have yours? And I was like, why do you want mine for? <laughs> like he says he says because I'm giving you mine I want yours I was like no problem and then during so the game somewhere in somewhere in the Edward of his mansion there's a Leon Constantine top yeah well unless he used it as a door stopper maybe I don't know <laughs> I, I believe it's it's yeah, framed above his fair. fireplace framed above his fireplace so <laughs> I believe sad, I uh, but no so um, what happened with that one he um Everyone's asking him for. I can hear everyone during the game. You know, once you know, we kind of knew he was going to lose the game. He was like, everyone's asking him, trying to use like, no, 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 it's the big man's, the big man's, the big man's. 
And then the final whistle goes. And I go to get the top and he's like, oh, oh like do it off the pitch. I was thinking, oh, he ain't going to give it to me. So obviously I, my, my dad's from Tottenham. So I had about 30 or 40, maybe more people in the stadium that night. Um, so I'm clapping and waving to all my family. So I'm the last person to come off the pitch. And then Defoe is obviously come and give me his top just before he went off the pitch. So I've given him mine. And so I've got no top. There's a, picture with, there's a picture with me with a top in my hand, but I've got no top on. I'm on the pitch and I'm waving to my family. And then the fitness guy, can't remember what his name was. He come up to me and said, oh, um, some, like, someone's waiting for you off the pitch. I was like, who's waiting for me? Right. And then I walk, as I walked towards the tunnel, David's is standing there in the tunnel with the top in his hand. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, I was like, oh, shit. And he's, he's gone, Where, where's my top? I goes, mate, I goes, I thought you weren't going to, I thought you was going to bin me, man. I said, listen, wait. I said, I said, I said, wait a minute. I run into the dressing room. Nearly you did the Tottenham over. one and you kicked Jermaine Defoe in the head. And... <laughs> no, mate, I run into the dressing room. I got my spare top and I run out and I give it to him. And um, he gave me his, and he said, well, Grant, well done, big man. Keep doing your thing. And I said, oh, thanks. I bet that means a lot, doesn't it? When you get ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll never forget that. You know what I mean? I'd be yeah. buzzing the absolute tits off. Me, yeah, 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 yeah. Promise, Tom, you've got no knees, but um, <laughs> no, no, you're right. No, yeah. We did a ten k the other week, Leon, for charity, and Tom did it. He was in bed for two days after, couldn't get out of bed. His knees couldn't get up the stairs, couldn't get down the Mate, stairs. So, so would I have had to do a ten k now. See? Yeah, but See? Tom's 32. I'm in, I'm in good company here, Bez. So yeah, off. you're 32. <laughs> Leon at 32 could have done a 10K in his sleep. Yeah, easily. Yeah, yeah but... there you go. There you uh, go. I we'll wrap it up now because you're Friday night. <laughs> but, Leon, very briefly, you're an agent now. Mm-hmm. Working with quite a few... Consultant, consultant. He's not an agent, consultant. he's a consultant. <laughs> Don't like the word agent, do you? No, oh, no, nah. they get they get too much stick, man. I don't want people to start booing me again. Fucking, he's getting booed on a Friday now. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, consultant, and you've just brought your team. Obviously, Lee Matthews's picture brought a player into Vail this week. Yeah, yeah, goalkeeper. Um, hopefully, he does very, very well. He's an absolute unit. Um, I'm sure you've seen. Yeah. And yeah, good lad, and hopefully. Yeah, hopefully he does. He does very well. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. But thank you very much for your time. There was loads more questions, but we're not going to keep you any longer because we've had you for two hours now. And no, no worries. Probably, but no, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for coming yeah, on. Yeah, guys, um, it's been a pleasure. All the best. And any more players you've got that look promising, send them our way. Yeah, we'll just make, just keep an eye on Reese Waters, mate. This season's going to be a big season for him. Yeah, yeah, he looks a good prospect. As we touched yeah. on before we record, he had a good game against Liverpool in the FA Youth Cup, which Vail put on a very good show. Yeah. Wolves as well, yeah. Wolves under 21s in the Pizza Trophy had a really yeah. good game. So, yeah, fingers yeah. crossed the Vail Academy looks as though it's producing some good players now. Yeah, they've got some good players, team. mate. They've got some really good players. So, you know, I mean, I'll be down there to watch anyway. Well, when you're down, give us a shout. We'll be in Johnny's Bar. We'll get you a pint for coming on the podcast. Or if oh, man, can I, can I turn that down? <laughs> yeah, give us a shout. We'll see you in Johnny's bar for a pint. Thank you very much for your time, Leon. No really way, guys. You take care. Yeah, take care, and you, mate. See you later. Cheers, mate. See that. Thank Bye. You. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Right, Tom, what a podcast that was. Yeah, come on, bloody hell. <sighs> the only way we can better that. Hey? I think, Tom, what we'll do, we'll wrap up now and then we'll record a separate podcast with all the Vale news now, so we'll release two because that's going to be about two hours. Yeah. We're going to have another hour on news, aren't we? So what we'll do yeah. now, can folks, we're going to... You can, yeah. You can, I'll let you. We're going to stop recording, and this is the end of this one, brought to you by Johnny's Bar. Get yourselves down there, get yourselves in for a pint, and we'll release two podcasts so you can listen to them in whatever order you want. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have an ale and up the veil. I thought you'd stop recording then. <laughs> oh, oh. I don't know how to stop recording. <laughs> right, we're carrying on recording. Stop recording. Have an ale and up the veil. So, it's full time from the pod, and we've just lost again, and now it's time for a treat. What are you looking for, Bez? Well, I'm looking to who's cost us today. Was it the ref? Was it the players? But whoever it was, cheer yourselves up. Get yourselves to McDonald's. Get yourself a Big Mac tonight, and enjoy it through the app. Johnny? Yeah. There we go. So order make delivery on on the app. It's at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more details. And don't forget, have an ale and up the veil. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.